I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today we are discussing five very important things to consider before you take your side hustle full time. If it's your goal to take your side hustle full time in 2022 or in the next one, three, five years, this podcast episode is for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what was the last flight you took? Love it. My last one was to Ireland to visit my family for Christmas. So that was really fun. We got to spend about two weeks with them, just like catching up with everybody. And it was actually our first time having all of the siblings in the same house in over two years. So like because of the pandemic and them living in Ireland, obviously, it's a lot harder to get everyone together. Um, But yeah, it was our first time seeing everyone in two years all together, at least, which was nuts. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, for, For me, my last flight was from the DR back to Seattle, but it actually took us 48 hours to get back. So it was kind of a wild ride of canceled flights and flight delays and being rerouted. And so um, the last leg of the flight was, oh my gosh, what was that? Miami to, oh, Miami to LA, which we were so grateful to be on after like a flight cancellation and a delay, and then LA to Seattle. And by the time we got to the West Coast, I was like, okay, at least we're on the West Coast. And if this flight does not work out. I am just going to book a flight with a different airline and and just get back up to Seattle. But yeah, that was the last flight I took. It was so stressful. Like here, I can't even imagine like I wasn't even part of it. Like, like, but you were telling me about it and I was getting overwhelmed. (laughs) And like, I'm sure I didn't even get like the whole picture. I can't I just I hate flight cancellations. I hate when like flights are difficult. It's just it's in flying now is so stressful. It is as a whole, like because it's just it's a pandemic. Like you don't like traveling is like really anxiety inducing in general, but like traveling during a pandemic and like even when you have all your vaccinations or even boosters and like it's just stressful. And then like you have to, you know, take COVID tests and stuff, which is obviously good. But then that's like another layer of stress. It's like, well, I've been safe this whole trip like but what if something happened and then I can't go back home but that's good because you want to keep people safe. it's just like a hold <laughs> it's Clearly, a lot I get very overwhelmed it's a lot now <laughs> are you guys but before we jump into today's episode we want to remind everyone that everyone's journey to taking their side hustles full-time is different everyone is balancing different priorities juggling family and financial obligations and more there is not one right way to take your side hustle full-time Personally, I had the opportunity to accept two different roles after receiving my layoff notice back at my former company in 2020, but I realized that after six years of balancing content creation with my full-time aerospace career, my layoff notice was a sign for me to take my blog, Instagram, and podcast full-time. But there were so many other decisions that I made prior to that layoff and prior to deciding to take content creation full-time that I thought it would be really important to talk about the five things to consider before you take your side hustle full-time. So number one, the very first thing to consider before you take your side hustle full-time is your risk tolerance. 
There are risks associated in every career and moving from a stable corporate job with two paychecks a month and full health benefits to freelance requires some level of risk. When you move into freelance work, which means you're working for yourself, it is up to you to make sure you bring in a revenue and profit in order to cover your lifestyle and continue to save for your financial goals. Everyone has a different risk tolerance. The idea that you might bring in a different revenue amount each month might really freak you out. And for me, it really did at first back when I started considering this as a career option. But if you're confident in your ability to make money as a creator and you're ready to take the next step, you might be ready to take on that risk. My advice around risk is that know that your risk tolerance can grow as a person. You might not be ready to make risky decisions today, but that doesn't mean you can't make bigger risk in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And like preparing yourself for those risks, because when it does come to the time that you're taking a risk to do like to make that like big move, that's why in the beginning, right, we said whether you're planning on moving to like making this your full time career like now or one, three or five years from now, these are just things to keep in mind so that you can plan accordingly to make sure that your risk tolerance is as low as possible (laughs) because that can be another level of stress. Like if you're wanting to quit your nine to five or whatever current job that you have to make content creation your full-time job, like it's it could be because of stress. It could be because it's not your passion or it's not something that you love. And if it is because you're stressed, just think about the stress that's going to come with it if you don't prepare yourself and you don't lower your risk tolerance. So these next few tips will just or these next few things to consider are essentially going to be things that we recommend honestly to help lower your risk tolerance. And number two is financial security, which we talk about a lot on this podcast. Listen to Creator Money Week if you haven't already. Gosh, when was that? Was it November? November. Mm -hmm. Go back to November's episodes and listen to some of those because I think those will be really helpful for kind of gauging how you feel about money, your relationship with money. And one of the biggest things that you do have to consider before you pursue your side hustle full time is to think about what financial security means to you. So we recommend getting clear about your cost of living, setting a budget, laying out your financial goals. Again, Creator Money Week, great podcast episodes to listen if you want to delve into this a little bit deeper, but we'll go kind of high level here. Basically, setting out your budget means that you understand your expenses and how much money you need to make each week, each month, or each year to sustain your lifestyle. So everyone has different things in their budget, and also everyone has different costs in their budget. Like rent is going to be very different for like Emma and I living in Seattle versus someone like living in Texas. Yeah, in Texas. Like it's vastly different. Like you were talking with your sister about that too. Like purchasing a home. I mean, the average home in King County is over (laughs) 700,000. In Texas, I think it's like maybe around 300K or just under 300K. Like as a starting home. So you just have to be mindful, especially right? Like rent and house of cost or house of, I'm sorry, cost of housing (laughs) is very variable by city. Yeah. Like, so even like not only do people's expenses like vary, like, you know, the different types of expenses, but also like the level of those expenses. So like we said, every person has different things in their budget. You know, some people have student loan payments, car payments, credit card payments, mortgages, or rent. And depending on your life stage, you might 
have different financial goals. For example, your goal might be to build up an emergency fund or your financial goal might be to save for a down payment for a house. And if you can, you should think about your short-term and long-term financial goals prior to taking content creation full-time because, again, if these aren't things that you've considered before doing that, that is just another layer of stress that you're adding onto yourself. And you might be leaving that full-time job because you're stressed, but is it really going to lower your stress levels if you haven't taken care of these things first? Yeah. And especially, right, as you start to evaluate your financial situation, maybe you realize, like maybe you are a new grad and you realize that you want to take a chance on yourself and take this side hustle full-time and you are 100% okay breaking your apartment lease in the big city, moving back home with your parents so you don't have to pay rent on a monthly basis so you can save money and you can focus on scaling up your brand and, and building your business. If you're fine with that, then that you've done that exercise right yeah. to like help figure out how to set yourself up financially. Um, another thing in here, I would also recommend when you're thinking about your financial security, also thinking about your emergency savings fund. Um, our friend, her first 100K, um, our friend Tori, she is really big on this about just creating an emergency savings fund. And it's probably one of the best things that I did for myself as a new grad is was to make that a priority. It's really hard when you're young and healthy. You're like, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm invincible. But the truth is life happens. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so good to just have like a rainy day fund where you just never know when you know, issues come up and you're going to have an unexpected cost that you and you just don't want to be put in a hole and you just want to mitigate that. And so again, with financial security, you're going to look at your expenses, you're going to look at your budget, you're going to look at your housing costs. But another thing to look at is like, look at to see if you've built up that emergency savings fund, because you'll feel so much better. I know I did. I felt so much better taking it full time when I had a six month emergency savings fund. I know not everyone can do that or make have the time to prep for that. But even if it's one month, right? I cannot tell you how big of a stress relief it is. Like seriously, as someone who like is constantly like stressing about everything in their life, like anxiety does that to you. Super fun. But I'm always stressed about that stuff. I'm always stressed about money, no matter how much money is coming in. Like it's overwhelming for me. And like having that money to like fall back on, like no matter what kind of financial situation that I'm in, like knowing that I have an emergency savings for things that come up is just like it makes your life easier. Like it's crazy the effect that that has. And I mean, obviously it depends on you and like what your relationship with money looks like, which again is why we're recommending to go back to that episode. But oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how much that made my life in general, just having an emergency, emergency fund. savings. Yeah. Yeah. Like knowing I could go to a restaurant and like not like feel really overwhelmed about like buying myself like a meal literally because it ties back to my emergency. Like that's how deep my anxiety is sometimes. But like literally it's stuff like that where I feel confident. I'm like, you know what? No, it's okay. Like if something happens, happens, I am covered. Yeah. And I think a big thing, and I I talked about this when I, we did the episode when I announced that I took content creation full-time. If you want to listen to it, it is back in 2020. I think it's the episode title is Emma Takes Content Creation Full-Time. But I talk about for me specifically when I was getting laid off, I had a six-month emergency savings fund and I made that 
proactive decision back in 2018, 2019 to start building up that fund so I could make the switch because I know brain work is very variable. And I feel like for me, at least like I found in the first year, it actually was pretty steady, Mm -hmm. but we didn't, I didn't know that going in. And so I just wanted to make sure that it push came to shove. If nothing came into fruition, I would have a six month emergency savings fund and I could continue to pay for the mortgage and, you know, the car payments and the bills and whatever that may be. All right, you guys. So number three, another thing to consider before taking your side hustle full time is health care. Yes, please have health care. <laughs> please. <laughs> yes. So before you take your side hustle full time, I highly recommend thinking about how you're going to pay for health care. In the United States, many people receive their health care, dental care, and vision insurance through an employer. When you become a freelancer, it is up to you to figure out and pay for your own health care. Prior to getting married in spring of 2021, I chose to pay $550 a month for Cobra to keep my health care, vision, and dental care. Because I was laid off, I had the option to keep my same exact benefits for that $550 a month. And for me personally, I've been seeing the same doctors and dentists and eye doctors for literally years. I've had like the same dentist office and the same doctor since elementary school. I know that's ridiculous. So for me, I did not want to switch. So I budgeted for the $550 a month to keep my benefits. Wait, that's so fun. How do you have the same doctor? Not the doctor, just um, dentist and eye doctor. Wait, but even dentist you didn't see? Like I literally, a, no, I just saw her my Do you know life. what's so funny? I was seeing a dentist for the longest time, and it was like a pediatric dentist, right? And like their office is full of like kids' toys, and every time he like counted your teeth, he's like, oop, here's A for like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. animal, like yeah. B for beaver, like, and just like would count like all my teeth that way. And I literally went to him until I was 18. I love it. And then he was like, I'm so sorry you need to not come here anymore. And I was like, what? And I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, my God, this is literally a children's dentist. And I had to find a new dentist. I was like, oh, my God, it was so embarrassing because I didn't even think about it. I was like, this is literally a kid's dentist. And it never even crossed my mind. And then at 18, I had to find a whole new one. And now I have a new dentist like right where I live. And they're like, it's a whole nother thing. I know this is like so off topic, but it's just I know Brandon was in absolute shock when he was like, how have you been with the same dentist office? I know. I thought they were all like and pediatric or versus like, mm, I don't I don't know the terms. My dentist did b- both. Oh. I think it was actually an adult clinic, but they saw us saw kids because yeah. they saw my parents. Ah, uh, that would make it easier. Yeah, it was way <laughs> so- easier. And then, yeah, with my eye doctor, I started seeing him in third grade. I cannot believe I'm saying this on the podcast. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've just, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I my no, parents. Good. My parents have just if it, if it's working, you know what I mean. I was no, like, if it's working, don't break it. Like it took me forever to. Find, I mean, especially when you have a doctor that you like, like whether yes. it's like for your vision care, it's for your dental care, like whatever it's for. If you have a doctor that you like, stick with them because yeah. it's so hard to find good care sometimes. Like I finally found a good primary care doctor. She's a freaking angel. She actually listens to me. She's the one who figured out that I had a torn ACL. Whereas all of them were like, oh no, you're fine. Yeah. Like I've been told I'm fine so many times. And then she was like, you literally have, like, I don't feel comfortable with you walking out of this office right now without making an appointment. Like, I don't feel good about this. Like, I can't believe you've been living with this for nine years. Like, please just get it checked out. Turned out I had a freaking torn ACL. So when you find a good doctor, like, 
Yeah, you want to yeah. stick with them. And that's also like, I mean, I know we just kind of got off track here, but it is really important to like, if you have a good doctor and you want to stick with them, like looking at your options and like making sure that you can afford to stick with them if you're moving full time, like whether that be like you said, like paying $550 a month for Cobra or you know, having like the state run like yes. Obamacare, like if that because I know that's been like in flux kind of like how it is. But I know one of my siblings is currently like using that. And thank God she has it because she just recently like like went through a trauma, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to go too in depth here on the podcast because it's it's her life and I don't want to broadcast it. But she went through a trauma where she needed medical care. And thank goodness she had her yeah. health care yes. to take care of it. And she's young. She's 25 years old. And this was like a trauma that she had zero control over. It wasn't because she was living her life recklessly. She wasn't doing anything crazy. It was because of some other irresponsible adult that like this trauma and this accident happened to her and it had nothing to do with what she did. And thank goodness she has like medical care so that she can pay her bills. Like they are like going through, I'm not going to go into that anyway. Like just having healthcare (laughs) is really important. I actually had a creator tell me um a few years back that she she ended up what would happen she ended up leaving her job and then decided to not elect for any health care ended up having um an accident was put in the emergency room and was at the time when i was talking with her like battling with tens of thousands of medical debt and she's like young and healthy she literally just was like, you know what? I'm young and healthy. I'm not going to sign up for healthcare. I'll be fine. And then like literally an accident happened. And she was like, I cannot believe like I'm dealing with this. Like She's you like, guys, you never know. Yeah. And so again, like especially with healthcare, if you if you are a parent, you have to consider the cost of healthcare for a family, right? And like that becomes even more expensive. And so it's just things to be mindful of and aware of. And as you're evaluating your switching costs and as you're saying, okay, like if I take my side hustle full-time, I know I could do 50,000 a year and my full-time job's 100,000. But with my 50,000, I I know I'm confident that I'd be able to, you know, cover healthcare because healthcare, a month for me is $500 a month. Okay, yes, I can make that work, right? Or maybe you say, no, I can't make that work. I actually need to be making 75,000 a year with my side hustle Mm -hmm. for me to make the switching costs. And so this is just another really important facet. And again, we don't want to scare you, but I've literally had people say like, oh, I was put in a terrible position because I actually didn't have healthcare. And I just I'm hoping to like let people know that you can be proactive and aware. Every state has a little bit differently in Washington state during annual enrollment. Highly recommend looking at Washington Health Plan Finder. Yes. They do such a great job. You and you know you basically set up a profile and then you can see and you can shop for different healthcare coverages because there's different types of healthcare coverages. I don't mean to turn this into this type of podcast episode, but you can pick which one works best because there's some where it's like, I actually need a ton of medical care. I anticipate needing X, Y, and Z. Or mm-hmm. there's plans where it's like, actually, it's more just like preventative care. I don't need like... Like if something if an yeah. emergency happens, like I'm relatively healthy, but yes. if something worst case were to happen, I'd be covered. Like it's so helpful. It's such a helpful tool like to kind of browse the different options that you have available to you. So definitely recommend checking that out. Yes. 
Anyways, like Emma said, not trying to turn that. But again, we're not trying to scare you, right? But these are so important to consider because we care about you guys. Yeah. And we want to make sure you're covered. Like worst case. And that's why like for another thing to consider, number four is retirement. You guys, like I cannot stress the importance of this. Like I cannot stress the importance of of a retirement savings. I know that like, especially if you're young or like maybe you're in your 20s and you just got your first full-time job or whatever that looks like and you're just like, you know what? Like my, that's years and years away. Retirement isn't something that I have to think about. Like that kind of mindset, like while of course, like we want you to live your life and have fun, like when you get to like 60, the way that investments work like for retirement are that they will grow over time. Even if you're only contributing $50 a week or $50 a month to a retirement fund, by the time you are retired, if you start in your 20s, it will be vastly bigger than if you had started that in your 30s or your 40s. Starting now is so, so, so important. And it's not to say that you can't start it if you're in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s. Like if you haven't started it yet and that's where you're at, it's okay. Like start it now. But if it if you are in your 20s, especially I'm gonna say like now is the time to start. For example, I started an Elvest portfolio, um, which if you guys aren't familiar with Elvest, it's like a female run like investment platform. It's really cool. I think it's still free. I was free when I joined. I'm not paying anything. I would check. Yeah. Yeah. I would double check. But I like I joined it forever ago. And I literally I forgot that I was using it because I just put in $50 a month. I've been doing that for like two, maybe three years. Um, But I've just like completely forgotten about it. I almost have $2,000 in there. Like amazing. And like, but I did, they have a calculator to see like, if you just keep it at the same rate. Again, I started this in my early 20s. And if I, well, no, I guess mid 20s now, mid (laughs) mid early 20s. But if I were to look at like uh, my projection for 50 years, I put that in the other day. My projection for 50 years was literally two hundred thousand dollars see two hundred thousand dollars and like i'm only doing 50 bucks a month like i wasn't really noticing it i spend that on starbucks a month like literally just the smallest things like i know i am harping on this but it is so important to even just contribute the smallest amount that you have because i know so many adults that are close to retirement now that are i have had these conversations where they're like i'm not going to retire till i'm dead i'm not going to retire until i'm 70 or 80 and like it is just heartbreaking, like knowing how hard these adults worked and like it, it. it's not necessarily because they didn't save. It's maybe because they had to take it out because yeah. they had an emergency come up again. Another reason why you should have an emergency savings like but again, all of these things factor in. Right. And so even if you're not moving to a full time job, please make sure you have a retirement account and put as much in there as you can because even if you're like starting with like 50 bucks a month and that's all you can do even if you're starting with ten dollars a month i do not care put money in there like this is very near and dear to my heart because it, i know so many people that just have like are experiencing this right now so again we recommend thinking about saving retirement before you take your side hustle full-time and thinking about what that contribution is going to look like if you do have a 401k now what's it going to look like when you move to to your side hustle full time are you going to like 
just contribute. Maybe you're going to lessen your contributions because you're not going to have someone matching your 401k. That is you a great... You can't contribute to your 401k. Yeah, it's like a Roth, right? You yeah. have to do a Roth. Mm-hmm. So 401k, I'm sorry, America, this is very America-centric. Oh, I guess, yeah. You guys wouldn't call it a 401k if you're not in America. Regardless, save for retirement. retirement. Yeah. Save for retirement. In America, it's called a 401k. Yeah. So typically, right, employers, there's no longer, I'm sorry, we would, I highly recommend going to either her first 100k or dumpster doggy. Amanda Holden is her name. They talk about investing and preparing for retirement. 401k is typically tied with an employer because pensions have been phased out. So you typically for a 401k, you would contribute a specific amount of your paycheck, 4%, 6%, 8%. And then 15%, whatever you want. And then the employer will have a match and they'll say, okay, as an employer, we're going to match up to 4% of your contribution or 6%, whatever that may be. Once you leave, once you leave that job. So when I got laid off, I can no longer contribute to my 401k, but I had six years to contribute. And so I'm so glad I maxed out my six years. And I had, I had an employer who matched, you know, I think I think they match either 6%. I think I can't even remember. 6% is really, really good high. I know. 6%. I know. Because they phase out pensions, which was like such a big thing for the company. Yeah. And so they had to like do something that was competitive. So again, yeah, you can just decide, right? Like you can start investing in the market. You can start looking at index funds. You could actually just start investing in stocks. Or you would look, maybe you want to look into IRAs. There's traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, or maybe you want to open a high yield savings account, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to figure out what what account looks best to you. Yeah. The whole thing is just continuing to prioritize saving for retirement. Regardless, your savings should probably be in a high yield savings account, like just that like emergency savings that we were just talking about, like the three to six months or whatever. That should probably be in a high yield savings account because it's literally just free money. And then, yeah, like I guess, okay, full transparency, we are not financial experts. That's why I'm saying like, like we want to be very clear. Yeah. We are not financial experts. We are just expressing like what we have heard. Um, definitely recommend going to, yeah, Tori has a great podcast. Like she just started a podcast about like it's called The Financial Feminist highly recommend listening to that if you just want something to listen into the background and kind of like soak in that knowledge. We are not experts on this, but we highly recommend listening to those experts because again, you guys, retirement is so important. Like everyone thinks like, oh, the state, like, because the state does, I mean, again, it depends on where you're at, right? Like, but there are like different like retirement benefits in place for different countries and different states. And so you might get a small like marginal paycheck, but like, it's you not don't, enough. You, it's not enough, but yeah. you also don't know what that's going to look like yeah. in 30, 40, 50 years. That could be taken away for all we know. Yeah. Like, you do not want to be in a situation where you're like, well, I'm screwed. Worst case scenario, if everything ends up perfectly and they end up giving you a million dollars a year when you retire, which is not going to happen, but if that was the best case scenario, fan freaking tastic you're making all this money and now you have all this extra money that you can either pass down to your children your grandchildren or you can spend it and just blow out and have a freaking great retirement that's worst case scenario of you contributing like a bunch of money to your 401k and not needing it or your retirement and not needing it like that is literally worst case is that you have a bunch of extra money yeah like that's (laughs) so So, start small start like 20 if you have like $10,000 
a few extra cents, just put it in. Like, I, again, this is very near and dear to my heart. Please put money in your retirement savings. And like one thing I wanted to just like echo back. And again, if you listen to my podcast episode, when I announced that I was taking him as addition full time, I shared this in there. But for me, I 100% considered how I was going to continue to save for retirement as a freelancer, because at some point I might come to the day, which I say, okay, I'm done working now. I just like want to hang out and like, you know, go on my daily walks and explore their hobbies and not work anymore. And so for me personally, this is what has worked. I opened a Roth IRA, IRA, which I maxed out last year, and I'm going to max out this year. And for me, since I cannot contribute to a 401k amount, I'm just leaving that to continue to mature and grow. Luckily, I have, you know, the next 30 years for that pile of money to continue to grow. But um, aside from my Roth, aside from the 401k, which I can contribute to, I'm continuing to invest pretty aggressively, I would say, in the market each month. Um, one of the things that I've learned from Tori and from Amanda is that aside from the wage gap, um, there's also an investing gap where women are not investing at the same rate that men are and a great way to bridge the gap in your retirement is to have you know just an investment portfolio so that's something that i've been very proactive on um and i actually have a set amount that i invest each month yeah all right you guys so the fifth thing to to really think about before you take your side hustle full-time is the relationships in your life. So aside from reflecting on your finances, healthcare, and retirement, possibly one of the most important things to consider are your closest relationships. Here are just a few questions to ask yourselves if you are unsure about this part of your life and what it's going to look like to your relationships if you decide to take your content creation or your side hustle full-time. Will leaving your corporate job affect your family? Are you and your partner on the same page about your career goals? Are your friends and family supportive of this career decision? Do their opinions matter to you? One of my biggest tips in navigating relationships with major career plans or decisions is just to keep your close friends and family in the loop. If it's your dream to take your side hustle full time someday, and while it might seem scary to share that with others, I highly, highly recommend communicating it. Your friends and family do not have to agree with every career decision that you make, but they will probably just appreciate being in the loop. So for personally, you guys, I actually told my parents that I wanted to pursue content creation full-time in 2018 while I was still working full-time and I was in grad school. I still remember I like went to my parents' house on the weekend. We were like around the dining room table um, at the kitchen and we were like, I don't remember if it, I think we were like eating lunch and I literally was like, hi, like I'm changing career goals and I'm going to take blogging full time someday. And they were really uneasy about the idea at first, but by the time 2020 had rolled around and I received my layoff notice, they came around to that idea. And my mom was actually encouraging me to take blogging full time because she saw how stressed I was like from my last aerospace job and her and my dad already knew that that was a part of the long-term career plan. They, My parents were literally like, okay, maybe it's just time to try this. Yeah, And it was like, again, like sometimes I think as adults, you don't realize that your parents can grow 
with you and like continue to develop and with them like I'm so glad I had that conversation back in 2018 because again by 2020 my parents were like yeah like I think this is the time to do this well and having your friends and family kind of aligned with your goals is something that we talked about in a mini-sode a few weeks back and like it is just so Actually, was it a maxi-sode? I can't remember. An episode. Lord knows. It's in an episode somewhere. But like, it is so important to have those kind of conversations because it, it's really stress-reducing to know that like your friends and family are with you. And it also is kind of like that next step of like putting it out in the universe, right? Like l- kind of a level of manifestation. If mm-hmm. you like, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just a great conversation to have and like a great thing to reduce your anxiety to know that people are clear on your goals and what you're doing yeah and like my whole thing is right like I still have family members like extended family members who truly don't understand like what I do but at the same time it's like my greater family knows they're like oh yeah she's like doing this thing I don't get it I don't understand how it's a career but she's doing it so she's doing it she's paying her bills so so I guess she's fine and so and I'm fine with that. Again, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily need every single person in my family to approve what I'm doing yeah. career-wise, but with my parents, with Brandon, with my sister, right? Like closest friends, I just am like, hey, this is what's going on. And I just want to keep you in the loop, especially as I'm considering making this huge jump from content, you know, side hustle to a full-time career. It's really nice to have that alignment, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. Make sure that you guys sign up for our weekly email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.